What's up, uh, guys? Our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Justin Hill, the package, <laughs> Craig, the British Bulldog, and Cuz, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. Bird, leave no that inside in. sources, no Standard ties to the industry, just stories from the diehard. Fucking thing sucks! It does. Today's topic, greatest wrestling storylines for audio fans. Give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you give Craig a good time and follow us on Instagram at OWP2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast? That was really what, what's that mean? Greatest wrestling storylines. What, what, what is that? What does that mean? I can't. I can't do it. Here's a new. I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. We'll do it live. We're doing it live. Yep. Oh man. So, so I, uh, we're going to talk about I'm the bloodline for 40 minutes. One. What? It doesn't. It doesn't sound like we're structured, but I'm structuring this one. <laughs> because part two of this, I want us to bring, you know, do free form, how we all bring different things to the table and we don't know what each other's going to do. But I wanted to do this one because everybody right now, and I say everybody, and that's not true because you can't, that's an absolute. But uh, the majority of the people, especially the younger wrestling fans, are like, Bloodline's the greatest storyline ever. And like they forget everything that happened before. And uh, I'm not saying that Bloodline is not a great storyline or it may not end up to be the greatest storyline ever. Uh, what I'm saying is that it's still going on, and uh, there's a lot of great wrestling storylines that came before it, especially with the company that the Bloodline is currently in. Uh, they are masters at it and have been masters for a long time at it. So I wanted to bring up three masters. great storylines from the past. But my my thing is this: I usually always disqualify uh, whatever inspired me. So we're going to disqualify the Bloodline. I'm not going to bring the Bloodline up because it's ongoing, like I said, and I'm going to disqualify. The mega power is exploding. I know, I know, I know. But those Jeff, are obviously year long. Not happening no more, buddy. And 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 uh, that is true. That is true. Uh, I was just talking about the bloodline, smartass. Uh, well, <laughs> mega powers. I, mega powers. A lot of people, uh, you know, automatically related. Well, oh, this is the greatest storyline since the mega powers. And Still as going on in my head, brother. Like, <laughs> now, brother, every day, brother. <laughs> Uh, so a lot of people like, you know, will just say that was the only good storyline in WWE and then yada, 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 all these years later. And now bloodlines here, there's been a lot yeah. of good storylines. So I want to bring up the greatest wrestling storylines that are not those two, because there are a lot of great past wrestling storylines. And so I just, I'm presenting three for part two. I encourage everybody to bring their own and we'll do more of a free form thing. Uh, but I wanted to set the, set the tone for this one. We'd the like tone. the fans also to comment on this episode. What I you'd like to, us to talk like about them. on the part two, right? So please comment, no. like, and subscribe. That's not, no. That's not I, oh, I don't, no. I don't want to do oh, that. Actually, I want actually, actually let me just check the notes. We have 10 bloodline <laughs> requests. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> Why don't you talk about well, the bloodline more? A key. A key. All right, let's, let, let's, let's, let's jump in. Bret Hart versus Owen Hart in the <laughs> WWF from 94 to 97. It was Hell supposed yeah. to be Bruce Hart because that was his idea last time I checked. Just we talked about this quite a bit, depending on the version yeah. that you believe uh, versus Bret for the Hart family supremacy. Uh, Bret suggested Owen to Vince because Owen is better. We all know this. <laughs> Bret's like, this is a can- great idea, but I don't want to do it with Bruce. Like, fuck that. Yeah. Guy. Can we just stop brother, right but- there and think? Yeah. What a disaster this would be with Bruce. Like they Bruce tried Hart, angles with the hearts all together in Survivor, Survivor Series. And Series yep. Bruce was like an egomaniac and an, he was older and just terrible. Yeah. Like, could you imagine? God. Five star match. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, was he, he, yeah, he's, he's the grouchy heart, right? Isn't Bruce the grouchy one? I just well, love that. Grouchy. 
Mm-hmm. The the Hart brothers were fucking trying to cut each other's throat the entire time. I mean, like, they're all they're thing. all grouchy. Brett just goes Brett goes to Vince joke. and goes, Let's, "We're gonna do Owen, or I'm not doing this shit." And he's like, "Well, we'll do I'm Owen then." Like, because Brett's like, "I'm not I wrestling." Always, fucking I always Bruce. told Vince that it had to be Owen, not Bruce. God, man, that that stampede wrestling uh, must talk have about talk about grumpy. Why do you why do you work with Bruce? You <laughs> go to Bruce. They're a fantastic way to match. Not not with not with Stu, by the way, Craig. I know you were going with that. Uh, Why you're going with WrestleMania 10? What set the tone for the entire summer of house shows? Fuck it, we'll do it live. SummerSlam of 1994. (laughs) (laughs) It was the second five star match Meltzer would give to the WWE ever. The first was Razor and Sean WrestleMania 10. I think I think it's an interesting uh, set when you talk about the opening match at WrestleMania 10, where Brett actually lost that match, and. It was a fantastic yeah. match to start, but the storyline for WrestleMania when Brett wins the title and Owen comes out and gives that stare down, it, that, it lays that's into really the whole what feud. you know. People forget about that storyline between those great, two. I'm gonna now, go back and watch. I always think that, and I should have said this in the beginning: a great storyline <laughs> either creates new stars or takes a current star and either flips them heel or face, depending on what they used to be before, and you yeah. start to see the development of that character. You know, uh, Chris Jericho said it so many times, like. Until he became the suit-wearing Chris Jericho, where he cut yep. his hair short mm-hmm. and he was wearing the suit, he didn't really understand what a heel was. He thought his WCW heel, now nah, I know what I'm doing, I'm a heel, I get it. Like, you know, but once he learned, like, he went and took acting classes in L.A. for a while during his time off and came back. And then he was like, he learned how to be stoic and silent and speak with his face and, like, his expressions. And he's like, until I became that Jericho, I really didn't know what a heel was. And he totally reinvented himself. So a good storyline. Will and maybe that's someone's offering for part two, the storyline of Sean and Jericho, because that's a hell of a storyline. Um, but uh, but just made the list. Um, but but this is like a good storyline, like this one here, like made Owen Hart. He was toiling around on the mid card, he was a blue blazer under the the mask for a while. He was high energy, Eh, he was never going to be above a certain thing until Brett's like, Don't you dare knock high energy. Come on. And by the way, and my big thing too about the storyline, what really inspired me, I love high energy. I mean, they're high and they have energy. Ah. Um, I can't prove that they're high. Uh, so, but Vince was against this because Bruce and them were like, let's do brother versus brother. And Vince was like, brothers don't fight. Vince of all people. Vince. That's so ridiculous. He was always he like, no Bruce idea. said he was he always had like, no, no. Families I think he was an adopted only child. He was an orphan. How would he know the brothers don't I think fight? He, he had a half brother, and I don't think that. he ever saw eye to eye with his half brother. I'm pretty sure that there was another brother, um, that was uh, his half brother yeah, or something, something like that. Like that yep. And well, so they, they I think they, they were always together, as, so I didn't... yeah, they were always estranged. I think Vince always wanted a brother. So we never fought. In his so, mind, he's know, like, that means brothers, brothers don't fight. fight. Yeah, you don't do that. Like you don't because I think Vince wanted a brother and never had one. So he was like, you can never make them fight. Yeah, but then they wore Vince had, down. He's like, that's fine. Let's go. You know. It's one of many things that his warped mind had no understanding of like real life. Right, like, but he's still so resolute in like his reasoning. Like, right, and I Dave's going to read Bruce. on too. Like it, it they would separate each other, and then they would always come back. Like the Brett and Owen thing was always yeah. there until Dave will read. They, on they feuded until ninety seven, but they reconciled an episode of Raw and they formed the New Heart Foundation. Fucking after great, ninety seven. But that's, that fucking that's scene where years, he was hugging years of feud. Where like he yep. went out there and like it was a. I think they were trying to make, get him and Davy to fight Owen and Davy to fight, and they were a team. 
And then Brett's like, yeah. don't you see what they're trying to do yep. to us right now? Don't you see? Like, and, and Brett was so evil in his face because Brett was heel. And he was just like, Brett was the whole, like, I'm face everywhere else, but America, I'm heel. And yep. you guys don't take care of the, the elderly and the sick here. Canada does. And well, there's a whole true. amazing thing. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, I'll never Sorry. forget when he hugs Owen and Owen's crying over his shoulder. But the scowl that Brett had on his face where he, like, was laughing like, I'm beating the company. I'm beating everybody was so great. And it was such a bow they put on the Brett and Owen storyline, which like I, Dave said, was from 94 to 97. It was really good. People forget that that was a storyline. They would pull, they toured in the summer of 94, but in 95, Brett and Owen really didn't like clash with each other at all. They were separate ways. And then when they came back in 97, it was all just like, it tied everything together. And you're like, wow, like you remembered when they split, you remembered the frustration of Owen. Cause I'm better than you, Brett and everything. And then like the way they, and that's hugged why in I the, ring, the leg then, out of your leg. Yeah. Owen, look me in the eye. Nobody was there for you more times than I was. I want you to hear me, and I want you to hear me loud and clear. And I don't care about these people, not anymore. Owen, I love you. I love you. Owen Hart is overwhelmed. believe what we're seeing here tonight look at that look of despair disdain shut up this is beautiful that the heart foundation was so inventive in 97 it really was just a, a different faction that nobody had ever seen before and the whole brett being heel everywhere else or being face everywhere else except for america was unique and then to have owen go back to him it was so good Nobody mentions that when they talk about the bloodlines, the best storyline since the Mega Powers. I'm like, you had Brett versus Owen, which arguably that was during the depression of American wrestling because yeah. a lot of the, people the crowd was getting tired. But it. It without Brett and Owen, you know, and but Sean and, and Razor on the undercard, like it, how much worse would have the mid mid nineties have been if you didn't have this fucking gem, this Can fucking storyline that carried? There's it. a lot of people. There's a lot of people to this day that grew up with Brett versus Owen, and they were oh, like, dude, yep. that was like. I just, you know, my I just brother think and I fought Ke for, you know. Keith would have really rocked the house with Brett, too. <laughs> yeah. I always thought Keith was. All right. The NWO versus Sting in WCW from 1996 <sighs> to 98. The only company to defeat the WWF as the top North American wrestling company was WCW with this storyline loosely based on a Japanese storyline. Eric Bischoff chose this to interview Scott with Hall and Kevin Nash, who had just defected from the WWF. Knowing wrestling needed uh, a shot in the arm. Oh, shit. Okay, go, I, I guess I could. We're going to do it live. Gonna do it live, <laughs> I guess. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh I, th I, th I, th I thought you were going to take this over. No, I just say I'm going to have to disagree with this one. But... Actually, no, no, let's, I, I think I heard let's that stop right there. We now. started before yeah, Dave disagree. goes into it. You're going to disagree that the NWO is not one of the greatest wrestling storylines Oh, ever? for sure, but. Maybe the, that's the what ending. this is about. That's, like, that's what this is what do you, about. What do you? Okay, what, the, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Hey, stop. What are you disagreeing with exactly? Because what is it that you're disagreeing? With? I think the uh, the way the Sting and Hogan match, you know, the whole you know, you well, already know. I think that kind of soured. Of course, on it, a it fizzed out in the end. But the whole build with Sting, the whole storyline is the greatest storyline no, in WWE sure. history. I will agree with that. But. It's the only story. That's what this episode is about. Is what I'm saying. <sighs> Your disagreement doesn't make any sense. 
Like it doesn't no, make sense. I, so I will. I guess here's until how, up until I'm going to defend Cuz here, and but say they didn't. That, they didn't uh, finish the story. That's, that's where I'm going yes. as far as that. As uh, far yeah, as the, the way that ends, it sounds culmination of like is one of the greatest. Of course, they fucked it up so bad that it almost could have poisoned, and you to the level that I'm a little sour on it. I'm not going to disagree that it's not one of the greatest. Okay, okay, that's all. Point taken. Point taken. You guys good? You guys good? Just wanted to bring that out there. You good? Well, I mean. What do you, you want to talk about now? You kind of already fucking buried it. Like, what no, are you no. doing? It's not buried. The, the no. build up, hey, everything it, up until the run up was the still good. good. Yeah, the run up is still good. Come on, Bill. <sighs> Knowing on, wrestling, Bill. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Knowing wrestling did oh, a shot in the arm. <laughs> he got me. He got me again. Uh, Bishop created a reality based invasion eagle that eventually saw Hulk Hogan turn heel. In the summer of 1996, Hulk Hogan. And we are talking about uh, needing, a, needing a hero. I need a hero to eventually foil the villain. Sting revamped his character and morphed that? into a crow type from the movie itself. Wait, Jess, Jess, where sorry, he what if that was Sting's music? Like it wasn't the crow music. It was I need a hero. Every time he lowered down, like <laughs> it was just that fucking music blaring. God damn it, that would have been amazing. You gotta be tough and you gotta be strong. He's just as a crow, he's all serious and he's lowering down. It would be re- that would be ridiculous. He, being Sting, would eventually set his sights on the leader of the faction, Hollywood Hawk Hollywood. Me, brother? What did I do? And challenge him for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship at Starcade 97, but he was too pale. And he was too <laughs> soft. Yeah. He was too okay, pale, Let's explain. That I didn't know where Sting's head was at, brother. I didn't God. know. I didn't that was know. I told him it wasn't going to work for me, Stinger. Yeah. I, 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 I feel right, like though. the narrative. Cuz is right. If Sting, if Sting went over at Starcade with no fucking shenanigans that happened or whatever, would it? It would have been a different vibe. Yeah. And it would really would have defined. It would have carried the company for another year. Like basically, like everything we fucking wanted at that time. It's so wild. I do. So I do accept. I do accept Cuz's asterisk here because yeah, like it is important to finish a story. uh, Just a little tiny one. Uh, It uh, it is important because like a story should have a good ending. And Cuz is right. Like if they would have, if they would have nailed this ending, like man, like what a. And it didn't have to end it here at this point. It could have been another arc. Like Sting would have closed the three weeks of winning based on this whole this whole Sting would have. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Did it also go too long? Yes. Or no? Because it because. Because yes, it was every it week, rafters, mis- mystery, because never touching Sting, each other. That, yeah, yes. okay, that's even a better point. It it is too long because it didn't pay off. If it paid Sting off, yeah. it would have been just fine. Yeah. You know, like yeah, that's, but yeah. yeah, but had it been, and I can't believe that it wasn't already sorted out, except for maybe never, that night when holding the last minute doesn't work. Look who you're dealing with. You're asking. You're asking, Mister. I don't ever take responsibility for anything, and Eric Bischoff every fucking. Every Eric Bischoff You're podcast right. is well, I didn't I didn't do creative, so I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, I allowed it, but yeah, I'm like, you, just, you were the guy. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I you know, it, I love Bischoff's podcast, but every but there, time there he has to take blame, like, I'm like, fuck you, you fucking, like, shut you don't up. own anything, do you? Like, you were the guy. Like, he's like, a he client. knows. I, 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 you know that's that so you know funny. That, you know that so scene true. from The Hangover where he's like, listen, uh, we fucked up. Like, yeah, I just wanted to go like, hey, we fucked up on that one. We'll make the font a little to bit the business, to the business has no and Dave, so the last Brother one Ellison. you get to hear, in my opinion, this last one kind of preceded the Mega Power storyline. And in a weird way, the Mega Power storyline was a, just Another a small part of this storyline. 
Yeah, so like I at the, at the end of the day, where is the Macho Man Randy Savage without Miss Elizabeth when you talk about Brother. from exactly. his debut in WWF to within two weeks, he brings in Miss Elizabeth to manage him and it's a big deal. Right behind that door right now is the Macho Man's new manager. Everybody get ready. A big, big moment. And here she comes. Oh, 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 oh my goodness. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Who is this, a movie star? Who is this? My goodness. Take a look. What a surprise. To her just being at the ring and being able to contort things without even really doing anything. She doesn't have to interfere, but she's involved with Macho for quite some time. So this is a, a story from 85 to 92. Um, to this day, wrestling fans were passionate about the Macho Man and his lovely manager, Miss Elizabeth. After being introduced as his manager in late of 85, fans were always protective over Elizabeth and critical of Savage's treatment of her. He was the heel at the time. He would always, oh, he'll he'd always get that finger in her face and he be very aggressive. It perfect. And she would yeah. be like, grabbed her by like, the no, elbow, no. put her in the right hand corner, and moved her away from anyone. Like very. Dismissive. She wasn't like a typical. She wasn't like a baby doll over on Crockett or all of them who like when they were healed they would get involved. Like Sherry got involved. You know, Elizabeth never, even though she was managing a heel, she wasn't a heel herself. Yeah. And so the fans that made it like loved her and like, dude, it was like. From the beginning, their dynamic, mm -hmm. I mean, my God, yeah. like, this, if you want to debate me, this might be the greatest storyline in WWE history. It's, like, I don't know. And, and, and it can be great, purely accidental. Like, incidental. It's not It's not like they planned on it where when they came in, like, oh, we're going to bring in Elizabeth. I mean, I'm sure it's there. Sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, and you know exactly what? If that, I can were, just say, yeah. like, kayfabe, she's the shittiest manager to ever live. <laughs> yeah, because she, what she, she, she do? Right. Like what does she do exactly? She literally... Every she cost him matches. Jesse Jesse would herself. always say like, "Oh, she's there for the 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 money, like gorilla." Like she, you know, there, she was she'll there, she'll like, the like he was always distracted. Um, uh -oh. that's my so alarm funny, sound, like, Unless she did his travel and James expertly <laughs> managed his finances, like what a shitty kayfabe manager Elizabeth was for much. What if I told really you, was. Craig? That yeah, as a manager, for she got him the Slim Jim contract. Whoa! Then yeah, she's then she's whoa, gonna be whoa. A it's, it's so funny you say that because Monsoon <laughs> would always fight back. He's like, "What does Elizabeth do out there, Monsoon?" He's like, "How do you think he gets all these title matches? How do you think he like you know?" And it's a whole, it's great, it's fucking oh, great. Like, like, what, like she she softly speaks like he, he should get a title. I just I don't understand. Can we make it happen? Thank you. I don't understand why Tito Santana so ducks him constantly. Um. But they did closet. They did eventually develop into the top babyface act in the company in 88 after Savage won the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 4 via a tournament that uh, Hogan and Andre got disqualified in. But the most cool. boring WrestleMania. Oh, brother. Yeah. Hogan had to go make a movie. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Uh, the Mega that Power storyline crossed through the middle of their relationship. However, it always came back to Randy and Elizabeth. After going their separate ways in 89, Randy would align himself with Sherry, but Elizabeth would be in the corner of Rhodes and Sapphire in 1990. She took the money. She took the money. 
After leaving WWF television for a year, Elizabeth would come to Savage's aid at WrestleMania 7 and embrace in the middle of the ring. That, that is one of the most what emotional a fucking moment. My in wrestling history. In that match, too, by the way. Many of the fans around the world would cry. People were ugly rejoice. crying in the crowd, and that was yeah. that was yeah. not plants. Oh that God, was not. And that's like what I mean. They still got an extra there. year out of the storyline because Dave will read on. But like, so from 85, they do the whole thing, the Beauty and the Beast thing. And Savage finally turned mm-hmm. heel because he learned. I'll never forget the moment where Savage is like, I'm going to hold the rope for you. And the fucking place exploded. <laughs> like it, he held the rope for a woman because she always he would snap his fingers and always make yeah. her do it. And then yeah. the one time he's like, no, no. Oh, like and he did that, and people fucking went what insane. What moment was like, that, Jess? He it was. I want to say he, st- well, he started doing it after he turned face in '87, okay. like when he started feeding with Honky, and then he would do it. And then on mm-hmm. the the main event, which Savage and Elizabeth were part of the main event, the Hogan and Andre thing with the biggest wrestling audience ever. Uh, like he did the whole thing where he did a whole thing and he held the ropes for her, and the fucking place went insane, and Vince was dying. Oh my god! Like and everything, like and it was just. Their dynamic and their storyline stretch through. Because you're right. Dave is right. Obviously, they didn't go. And then four years from now, you're going to split. And then we're going to get Dusty. We don't have Dusty in our company right now, but we'll hire Dusty just so Elizabeth can side with him. Like, they didn't do that. But, I mean, like, as everything was fluid, they were like, Mm -hmm. we need to always tell the story of Randy and Elizabeth. (laughs) And even when they were apart, like, they made sure... Vince always made sure that, like, they're going to come back together. I'm going to somehow... Because Vince, in his mind, was like, they have to like reconnect after they yeah. split they really love each other it's a misunderstanding and isn't that a lot in real life you know yeah. like when you sure. have a reunion or you fight with a family member and you're just fuck you fuck you for the whole time and then finally it was like why were What's, we ever fighting and then that emotional yeah. embrace and that too, release Jess, of, uh yeah. when you when you think about it is that he lost a um a retirement match at this point and they yeah. still stretch the storyline for months after and they would marry Kayfabe at Summer 91 because they were married for some time. Inasmuch as Randy and Elizabeth have consented together in wedlock and have witnessed the same before this company and have thereto pledged each to the other and have so declared by the joining of hands, now I, in accordance with the authority vested in me by the laws of the state of New York, pronounce that you are husband and wife. Um, at yeah. this point. And it would be the focal point in a feud against Ric Flair in 92 after that when they finally reinstated him. So it, it's it's pretty phenomenal that they, Elizabeth would carry him in the ring, after out of the ring. Even when she wasn't there, she was there because when yeah. Sherry was managing, people would be like, "Where's Elizabeth? Where's Elizabeth?" Yeah, and like people would were just hoping that it would happen. Like, like it, it's the total soap opera moment where finally the two protagonists get together again, and everything yes. is copacetic. Even though, and that's why I disqualified the Mega Powers storyline because I think it's easy for people to cite the Mega Powers exploding, and that happened. 
But really, when you talk about from 85 to 92, the mega power storyline, which is one of the most revered storylines in WWE history. It's a subplot to it. And and again, I I don't want to use the sequel, you know? I don't want to shit on the <laughs> angle itself. I'm only saying from a comedic standpoint, just like she was a bad manager, <laughs> he he did a face turn because he stopped abusing her. Right. And started I mean, to open yeah. the rope to let her in and treat her like a human being. So yeah. it's just very, well, very yeah, funny. And again, his moment of redemption. And she exactly. was always like, exactly. hey, there's good in him. There's good in him. Like she knew there was good in him. Yes. And like, yeah, Which it's is crazy. very, very funny. I was uh, hoping yeah. I could change you, and I was right. Yeah, and I love you, girl. And then they do. But it, I, yeah, yeah, I realized, and realized very, very funny. Like, in, and it's in, over that. I just feel this is like you know this storyline is like one of the one of the greatest ever told. Like, and you know it's and, a, it's all basic stuff. You know, it's like it's a way, man they, and a they, woman. Yeah, they they divorced in ninety two, but the fans will never forget that seven year journey. And by the way, she was still around when he went to when he went to. Uh, they WCW they rejoiced in WCW when he was heel when he was NWO heel she was there on. yeah she was she managed him in WCW the too real. like so I, I, she, so I think he said. held some of his salary for her and made sure that she got uh, a job the spinoff story he always yeah, took care real, of her yeah. regardless the spinoff story well, what's funny about the whole thing is that is that woman Wait, would sorry. always try to get sorry let Dave go let Dave go let Dave go oh woman would always try to get Elizabeth to do heel shit and Elizabeth just couldn't do it right I don't know if you've seen some of the matches. WCW, like, yeah, she's like, You're gonna when he was feeding with DDP, I, like, I did like her heel outfits though, the leather and the she was she was cute, she was cute. I would argue that you liked an older Elizabeth, is what I would say. There, there was no one more innocent in WWF than Elizabeth, like, everyone, like, that poster you can see, and everyone bought it and had it on the wall with that, that white dress with the regal, like, uh, Queen Elizabeth kind of writing sure, on yeah. it, like, everyone had that, like. You wanted to defend her, and if anyone touched her, like, my God. It's so weird. Even though you said, like, Savage would, like, treat her bad and abuse her, the only person you wanted with her was Savage. You wanted Savage to be good in his heart and just accept her. Yeah. Basically Stockholm Syndrome and not healthy, but it's true. It was a different time. absolutely true. It was a different time. Do not yeah. do not tarnish the legacy. Of I, I know. I, well, I don't know. I'm being a dick. I'm kind, I'm kind of trying to be funny How and like dare. the like when you look at it. But it but it's true. At the end of the day, the culmination yeah. is you wanted them to work and you wanted, but it didn't fucking him yeah. to love her or she loved him. And but, before and Dave, Dave takes us out, I especially this last one, I wanted to remind all you you young fans out there that fucking have all the information on your fingertips. There's been watch plenty this. of great storylines before. You have the network. Not saying that Bloodline, not saying that the Bloodline is not a great storyline, because it 100% is. Like, it is great. But I mean, like, uh, and it's getting a lot of people that used to be interested in wrestling reinterested, and that's awesome. That's what a great storyline does, right? Oh, that's funny. It made Sammy, it made KO more important. It's making the yep. Usos as individual wrestlers. It's yep. Solo is going to be huge from it. Roman is, like, one of the top wrestlers ever, like, because yep. of it. And, like, um, at least drawing guys, you know what I mean? Like, just with the presence. And I think... uh. You know, there's a lot to be said for that. So it's the inspiration for this topic, for sure. But, I mean, you talk about the Elizabeth, the Bret Hart and Owen Hart brother angle. There's a lot of good wrestling storylines, man, that defined our childhoods and and just was good for on any level for a movie script or a TV script. Some some of it's shit, but a lot of it is just like, whoa, like, that's really good. You know, and and it all goes to show if you have the patience. Because we as wrestling fans have no fucking patience. So if you have the patience patience to let things play out that that is good like 
the the rewards come. The conspiracy. But you're theory, right. Yeah. The conspiracy theory I can pull from it is uh, anyone that's ever lost clean to the warrior at Mania got a divorce in real life. Hogan, Macho Wait. Man, Rick. Who? Wait, Macho say Hogan. that again, <laughs> Anyone that's lost no, clean. Who? Anyone that's lost clean the to the warrior at WrestleMania got divorced in real life. Hogan, Macho Damn. Man. I mean. Uh, I mean, if you want Jesus to throw Rick Rude at SummerSlam, Rick Rude got a divorce too. Uh, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Helmsley, gonna, Helmsley, Helmsley, Helmsley in China. Left China. China. Divorce, but yeah. Anyone that lost against a warrior went separate ways from their spouse or partner. That's hilarious. The, I don't know. That's the next to- our next topic: that's, the dark side of the Ultimate conspir- Warrior, <laughs> the curse of the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, it'd be conspiracy theories, wrestling conspiracy theories. Yeah, conspir- wrestling with wrestling conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Gotta be six hours. I, All right, Jesus. it would be. I quit. I quit. <laughs> For audio fans, give us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Angry Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling Go channel. Watch the best of on social media, can you give us the last follow ever on Instagram at OWB2019 if you care about it, or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast? Um, we're done. Bye.